Good evening, North Georgia. It's Ralph Taylor, and it's time for another edition of the Chattahoochee Folk Hour right here on 89.1 WBCX, where there's always nothing but the good stuff. Well, we're getting down to the end of August, and uh, the kids are back in school. Uh, Bernal University has uh, all the students back. There are a lot of folks walking around campus trying to figure out where they're supposed to go. And uh, whatever you're doing uh, at the end of August, I hope it's going well for you. And I do appreciate the fact that you're tuning in for the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. As always, we have a great show planned for you tonight featuring the best in bluegrass and folk music. Tonight we're going to be all about folk uh, with, uh, with someone that I know a little bit, and I'm looking forward to get to know him a lot better, Tommy Jordan from Athens, Georgia. Tommy, welcome to the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Hey, Ralph, it's good to be here. Well, folks, we're going to be uh, be playing some tunes, and uh, we're going to be talking about some great things that are going on in the world of folk music. So, uh, if you're if you're at home, settle into that favorite chair, uh, put your feet up, and pour a nice tall glass of sweet tea. <laughs> and if you're on your way home, be careful when you get home. Pour yourself that nice glass of sweet tea and enjoy the next sixty minutes here with Tommy Jordan here on the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Well, Tommy, you have been involved in folk music for a long, long while. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I have been involved in folk music for probably 20 years, but before that, I was uh, I played in rock bands. I worked my way through graduate school and playing in Athens in rock rock bands, and I did. I spent some time up in New York City and Boston. I went there when I was 19, like you're supposed to do, and uh, <laughs> played. You know, went to jazz school for a while up there, but end up back in Athens and. Uh, um, and I've been there since then, since 76, late 76, and I've gone through rock and roll to uh, folk and old time. I've evolved up to old time. You've evolved. All right. Yeah. Now, now you actually uh, got your, your undergraduate and your graduate degrees from Georgia, didn't you? I did. Okay. I did. I started at Valdosta State College as a music major. Really? Yeah, and uh, got in a band and went to New York when I was 19. <laughs> Quit school. I was a, kids, I was a, kids, don't take this advice. You yeah, know. Well, actually, you might, because you might. <laughs> uh, four years later, I realized that I was a good waiter and a good good guitar player and that there wasn't a lot of future in either one of those, really. And so I came back to college, and I was ready for it at that point. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and we picked... Uh, picked Athens, because it was an ISIS town that had a college in Georgia, yeah. that we thought, and yeah. Uh, yeah. other people may differ with that, but uh, it's hard to beat Athens, and sure. uh, I ended up getting an undergraduate, master's, and work, got a job, and then ended up with a PhD. Yeah, and, and so, you currently teach at Georgia. I do. I and do. I what department are you in, Tommy? I'm in the geography department. Uh -huh. I'm, at the, I'm the associate director of the Center for Geospatial Research, and so I teach what I call high-tech mapping. LIDAR and aerophotography and satellite imagery and things like that. Okay, that for use with with satellite work or, d or well, uh, it's, GIS it's work? GIS or? work, yeah, yeah. I'm a GIS kind of a guy. Okay. And, uh, but I, I deal with the technology side of that, the sensors, satellite sensors, aerophotography and laser and uh, surveying and GPS and things like that. Yeah. Well, you were telling me about some interesting projects you're involved with that I want to get to later on in the show. All right. But while we're getting there, um, tell us a little bit about your music and, and where you are with your music. Well, um, I play uh, in a band called String Theory in Athens, and we do old-time stuff. We play at contra dances, and we play concerts. I also play in a duo with, uh, with a guy named... Uh, William Tonks, and he is a lead guitar player in uh, a band called Bloodkin, and together we do acoustic guitar. He, I play acoustic, he plays dobro and electric guitar, and we uh -huh. 
and so it's more of a rockish, folkish, rockish type of a thing. But it's really, between the two of them, it's really fun. I play, actually play banjo in string theory. Ah. And uh, old-time banjo, claw hammer. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Well, and you have your banjo with you tonight. I as do. As well your guitar. So. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and tee up some music, Tommy. All right. Well, I um, played a show the other night with my uh, with my son Ben, actually on bass uh, down at the Melting Point in Athens, and I started with a Elizabeth Cotton song, and I I'm gonna do a different Elizabeth Cotton song. Uh, it's called "Oh Babe, It Ain't No Lie." Okay. Here's Tommy Jordan on the Folk Hour. Been all around this whole round world, and I just got back today. Walk all week, honey, I'll be there. Honey, babe, what more can I say? To my soul, they'd let me pass on by People telling them lies on me Oh, baby, it ain't no lie Oh, baby, it ain't no lie Oh, baby, it ain't no lie No, this wife of mine is mighty high Fine. Tommy Jordan here on the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Tommy, I feel like we've got an awful lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, okay, let's start. <laughs> yeah, let's start. Um, 
First of all, I tell you, instruments are so important, and uh, and you're playing a, a mellow, bold, wonderful instrument. Let's tell folks what you're playing tonight. Well, this is a Martin guitar. I'm a big fan of Martin guitars, and this is a, a Martin D18 that was built in 1953. Yeah. And... Uh, Apparently, 1953 was a fairly special year because there was something that went on there with the bracing and the top wood. They had a special kind of top wood, and um, they kind of had a combination of the pre-war bracing. It was before they went into the new style of bracing, and this, that, and the other thing went together. And 53 turned out to be a fairly miraculous year. It happened to be my birth year, so I got lucky on that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, you know, fo- folks may not realize that... Uh guitars and in any any type of wooden instrument like that uh th- that's of, of of a really good quality needs to be played oh yeah and you know folks may think oh that's an old guitar that's not going to sound as good as one right off the rack well, why but... couldn't you afford a shiny new one right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right that's right um you know the the woods that uh with the vibrations uh of the tones that go through them they they age and season you know and uh and really uh and i it, i think that's probably a little bit about what you're talking about there, isn't it, with with well, your guitar? If uh, if the listeners could see this guitar, they could see it was re- it's been really well played. It's fairly well beat up. It's not broken or anything like that, but it's you can tell it's been loved. Let's yeah. call it that. And, yeah. Uh, and I do think that that makes a difference. You know, they have these devices that you can put on a new guitar that kind of artificially vibrate the top, and uh, and people do that, and they say it helps to what they call open it up, and. Uh, this one, I think, was was opened up just through love and a whole lot of playing. Yeah, absolutely. Don't don't put that thing in a case and put it up in the closet. Play that thing. Play that thing. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly right. T- Tommy and I first met at a uh, house concert d- that we shared with Robert Bolin and Will Morey. That's right. And uh, and we have featured them on the show several times. But uh, but Robert is the master level guitar player in in his discussion about about looking at an instrument and about how it opens up and. And Robert even talks about some instruments that he's seen that have gone to sleep. Is that where, right? Yeah, where where for some reason they didn't produce the sound that they did before, and uh, but then with more playing, they opened back up. It's it's a. I think that that's I think that that's true. I don't I don't know the physics. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't understand that part. But I do think that that as you play a guitar, it it does warm up and it does open up. It gets louder. It gets more responsive. Um, this one especially is extremely responsive for it's got highs and high volumes and low volumes yeah uh, um some guitars just just don't and then a new guitar you know it they say just play it you know yeah. and then it will open up and i think it's true absolutely so so all you folks out there that uh, have guitars sitting around get them out and play it's play them uh, play them well tommy uh, you were mentioning as we uh, i want to get back to your profession for a minute before we okay. move on into the music you were telling me about a project that you're involved with down around savannah could you tell the listeners about that yeah, this is actually really interesting um to me anyway <laughs> there's a state historic site down south of savannah called wormslow and it is uh it's a 300 ish year old plantation it was originally uh granted to a group to a guy named noble jones who was on james oglethorpe's ship and, uh, uh-huh. and it's been in the same family for the entire time since then. And uh, as you go, if you go to Savannah, you go down Duran Boulevard, and that's the family name, actually. It's now owned by the Barrows. And um, I'm a GIS, I'm a mapping person, and 
uh, at least that's what my profession is. Maybe I'm a musician who does mapping. But um, <laughs> I was invited down there to to map the place, and we walked along with a historian, and um, and we found there's 300 years of history at this place, and it's just amazing. And so we're working now trying to reconstruct the environmental history of, of Wormslow and working with geologists, foresters, soil scientists, ecologists, environmental historians, landscape architects, geographers, lots of geographers because I'm in geography. I like that. And, <laughs> you know, but lots of different groups from or people from different disciplines who are all working together to try to figure this place out. And yeah. It's, and it's yeah. really fun. It's really interesting. Well, when you use the term mapping a site, tell mm-hmm. us what you mean by that specifically. Oh, my. Um, in, in two minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we, uh, well, the main thing I do is I, I find existing maps and aerial photographs first, and then I go down with a GPS and I walk the place. I walk the roads, I walk the trails, I find the big tree, the big live oak trees, the gardens, uh, interesting features and whatnot, and I map their locations with the GPS, and I bring that back into my office, and I bring them up into uh, our mapping software and basically connect the dots. Yeah. Uh, GPS is going to be dots and uh, points, point locations, and I connect the dots and turn them into roads or building footprints or what have you, and yeah. then you know, add in other things and turn them into maps that and so what'll happen is now what happens is I if an engineer uh, an architect says I need a map of a particular site well I can ask him what features he needs on it does he need roads or elevations or well locations or what have you and I can generate a custom map for him and yeah. then a different map for somebody else and yeah so it's fun yeah. it becomes the basis for everything else well Tommy do you think your knowledge of mapping and geography has helped you find your way around the fretboard huh <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been wondering. No, that. I think they're independent. <laughs> <laughs> there is a spatial relationship, though, between... In fact, I was going to have a band one time called Tom Bob Jordan and the Spatial Relationship. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but I never did get anybody else to join it, so... <laughs> but um, the spatial being a play on the word from special, but, you know, no, I think the two things are independent, but I think yeah. it's complementary because it's both sides of my brain, maybe, and uh, certainly the music has kept me sane in high, times of high stress during, yeah. during yeah. the other things. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that that sounds like a terrific project. I, you know, and also sounds like a great name for a folk song, you know, The Weekend at Wormslow or something Weekend like that. Weekend at Wormslow, maybe yeah. an instrumental or something. Yeah, you yeah. Because you've got the pretty sunsets and stuff. <laughs> Sunrises over the marsh. Absolutely. All right, man, let's tee up some more music. All right, well, there's a um, there's a s- bluegrass singer that I really have come to really appreciate lately named Claire Lynch. And, oh, sure, uh, yeah. She played in Athens a couple weeks ago, and I've, I've heard her at, at Winfield, uh, Kansas, and in Atlanta, also at Eddie's Attic. And But anyway, she's, this is a song that just haunts me that I just love of hers. It's called The Hills of Alabama. Hmm. And yeah. uh, and I'd like to play that if that's okay. Yeah, that's wonderful. Tommy Jordan here on the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Tomorrow brings another town. We'll be on our way. We'll hit the road and have a song. There'll be nothing to say for hours on end. And won't you say? Okay. 
Tommy Jordan here on the Folk Hour. Boy, I love that song. Isn't that a pretty song? Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always yeah. tell folks, Tommy, that I have the best seat in Gainesville on Monday nights, and uh, tonight's no exception. I, I I love the way the guitar is sounding in the in the studio. It, it, awesome. just, it just pulls it out. So that's great. Well, you know, Tommy, there's a lot of folks that are listening that are obviously are Georgia graduates, and they associate the Georgia music scene with the party bands or the rock bands, but there is an incredible folk scene over in Athens. And let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, let's do. Yeah. Now, to tell us, you are you serve as the director for the, is it the Folk Festival? The or North Georgia Folk Festival. Yeah. North Georgia, and this is our 29th year. We hold it every fall. Uh, first weekend in October, we have to schedule it around away games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one thing about Athens is you have to schedule your life around the football games. But but it's not that hard. Um, they're fairly consistent. And so uh, this year, uh, the North Georgia Folk Festival is on Saturday, October 5th. And we hold this at uh, a park just north of Athens called Sandy Creek Park, which is a beautiful place. It's uh, There's a lake, and we've got this uh, nice open field surrounded by, uh, surrounded by trees and uh, we set up the big stage, and uh, this year it's, we've, we usually we've got nine or ten bands. When music starts at a little bit before noon and goes till nine, yeah. We also have artists and demonstrators and great food and kids activities. Uh, it's a really you know I think of it as throwing a party for twelve fifteen hundred of my best friends. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, it's the fall, and uh, you know we're all getting ready for all the activities of the fall, from football to, to festivals mm-hmm. are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one that folks ought to put on their calendar. Um, well, t- tell me about what all you do as the director of the, the festival. Pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, no, not everything. Uh, we do have a, a committee of folks that uh, that take care of the catering and art and help make ideas and planning and um, traffic and stuff like that. But I guess my... My role is to coordinate a lot of that. I do coordinate the work with the county and the county government uh, and the parks themselves, uh, making sure that, you know, the arrangements for the stage and all that are, are put together. And that's not really that hard because we've done it before and we work with, you know, we've worked with them for 29 sure years thing. now. Yeah. Um, I also get to put together the music. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one who gets to select and line up and make the layout of the of the bands and um my wife uh, Mary does works with the artists and the demonstrators and um, and then we have another person who works with the caterers and uh, there's a lot of people we've got we've got a, a history a Athens history booth that we're setting up or Athens Folk Music and Dance Society history the Folk Music and Dance Society is the the sponsor of the uh, the the folk festival every year and has been for well, for 29 Right. 28 now and going to be 29 in a couple of weeks, yeah. years. Yeah. And uh, and it's just one of the things they do. But, you know, there's quite a history there. A lot of people have, have come through Athens and made their mark on it. 
Well, you've got some great folks lined up to play this year. I was looking at your website earlier, mm-hmm. um, and uh, folks like the Solstice Sisters, right? Uh, who are uh, the Rosin Sisters, John McCutcheon. Good gracious, how did good you learn gracious. John McCutcheon? John McCutcheon, he is, you know, one of the great ones, folks. He is so, one of the great ones. He, uh, I am a, I am a huge fan of John. Yeah, I, so uh, am I. He, in fact, he he's 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 going to be on the folk hour at some point. Really, we've already been talking about that, and and uh, can't wait for that to happen. That's the one yeah. to listen to. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, John, um, he I met him when he played here. Uh, he played at the folk festival a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, actually the first year I took over, uh, which was maybe five. This might be my fifth or sixth year, and then um, I keep coming coming across him out at in Winfield, Kansas and uh, I've been to a couple other of his concerts but but he just he's just as a solo performer I don't know of anybody who can just hold 20,000 people in the palm of his hand and exactly. not let go he can tell stories he can play fiddle and guitar and banjo and piano and he's the, one of and the best dulcimer, yeah. best hammer dulcimer players yeah. in the world you know absolutely and, Write songs. I mean, he's just remarkable. Yeah. He's just remarkable. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great experience, and your band is actually going to be closing out the festival this year. We are. We are. Um, we needed a, I felt like we needed a high energy something or other to close it up, and last year we had Hair of the Dog. We've had the Freight Hoppers close. Um, we've had the Georgia Crackers have played. And, yeah. And uh, and I, I, this year I think I, I wanted to do somebody local, and we started thinking around and I said what about string theory <laughs> and everybody said sure why not Heck yeah and, you know absolutely. and it was kind of weird to to bring my own band in as it but but I think that it's going to be a really nice ending I think oh it's no be a I think good ending. I think that's very appropriate and uh we actually have your CD okay and uh let, let's play one of the tunes from your CD okay um, which tune was it that we were going to play? It was uh, Fly Around My Pretty Little Miss. Okay. And uh, this was recorded in Watkinsville and uh, uh, at the Full Moon Studios uh, a few years ago. Okay. As, as we, is this a uh, one of your original tunes? No, Fly Around My Pretty Little Miss is a classic old time in the, in the you know, written by a trad. Right. <laughs> Traditional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, if you, if you ever see uh, the chord charts or the notes in it, uh, the author is in parenthetical T-R-A-D. So. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, here's uh, uh, String Theory uh, from their CD. What name is your CD? It's called All Wound Up. Well, All Wound Up. And, and I, I, my, your, your CD just fell on the floor on my, at my feet, Tommy, which is I'd usually have it right here in front of me, but oh, well. uh, that happens. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, here we go.
Theory featuring our guest Tommy Jordan. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back for the Crazy World segment. So hang on.
Making it green is making sure the air in your dream home is healthy for your family to breathe. Building a radon-resistant home is easy. Just ask your builder or go to epa.gov slash radon. Make it green, green, green. A message from the U.S. EPA. And it's a crazy world, but I live here. And if you can hear me singing, so do you. I'm turning out my nightlight feeling satisfied. Ain't nothing any one of us can do. Oh no, there's nothing any one of us can do. Folks, you're listening to the Chattahoochee Folk Hours legendary Crazy World segment here. <laughs> well, Tommy, this is a little segment that we have that uh, it's pretty much what it says. It's uh, it's about the crazy world, you know, that we live in. So, and I can hear you singing. And uh, so here we are in yeah. the crazy world. All right, Tommy. Well, g- given the fact that you are all about, you know, uh, GPS, GIS, mapping, and geography, right? I, th- I I found some interesting little tidbits of folks that uh, had problems with their GPS. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm sure you've kind of heard some of these stories. Well, let's let's find. Here out. we go. <laughs> all right. Well, Tommy, there is. Uh, a woman over in Belgium, a 67-year-old woman, Sabine Moreau. And poor Sabine, she wanted to pick up a friend at a train station in Brussels, which was just 93 miles north from her, from her point of origin, okay? But instead, she turned on her GPS, which told her to drive south, taking her turn by turn all the way down to Zagreb in Croatia. Instead of a couple of hours in the car, she spent a couple of days to cover the 900 miles that separates both points in Europe. During her odyssey, she stopped two times to get gas, slept for a few hours on the side of the road, and even suffered a minor car accident. So how did this happen? She knows it sounds weird, but she was distracted. But she said, I was distracted, so I just kept driving. I saw all kinds of traffic signs, first in French then German, <laughs> and finally in Croatian. But I kept driving because I was distracted. Uh, you know, she, I'm not sure what she was distracted yeah, about. Could she be yeah. so distracted by she, she was probably listening to String Theory. She had she, a String Theory CD that, in her. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> that's totally, for, especially for three days. You yeah. Know, you'd probably just drums it into your head and you'd get crazy. Yeah, I, th- I think the German, you know, the French, I, I can understand not really, you know, being a clue. But when you, when you start seeing the, the German signs, I think I would say, Hey, something's going on. Well, especially on here. if she was in starting in she was in Belgium and yeah. she was just going she was going to supposed to stay in Belgium. Oh yeah. And oh, she yeah. knew it was only 90 miles away, which is what 2 hours max, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's a little lapse of logic here. Oh yeah. Friends well, don't believe your GPSs. It, <laughs> it gets worse. Okay. Uh well, I don't <laughs> know if it gets worse, but it gets more interesting. Um perhaps after spending too much time at the 19th hole a woman in Northbridge, Massachusetts, drove her car into a sand trap on a golf course. She was unable to extricate herself without going well over par. I'm sorry, that came from the internet. That's not my original. Um, this was, of course, not her fault. Her car's man- malfunctioning GPS navigational system was to blame. Gotcha. The North, <laughs> Of course, the Northbridge police officer, Randy Lloyd, wrote in his report that her GPS had told her to turn left. She stated that this left brought her into a cornfield, and once she was in the cornfield, she just kept driving, trying to get out of the cornfield. So, uh, you know, sometimes uh, 
you know, my, does, does your does your GPS system? Do you, do you use GPS? Oh, for, by the way, yeah, I absolutely use GPS yeah, you, all the time. You, I know That's you how I right, found this place. You got right here to the studio. I yeah. just almost yeah. right here. I just drove by it once, but because uh, the number isn't on the building that I could tell. But <laughs> yeah, I always get in arguments with my GPS. You know, yeah. well, and, uh, I, they don't like that. I turn the voice off. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, the voice is useful. Like if you're in a city or something like that, and where you really have to focus on the what's around you, you know, rather than looking at the map. Yeah. But, um, sometimes I put the voice in Arabic or Chinese, which drives my passengers crazy. <laughs> but but I kind of like it. No, <laughs> or, that's an or French thing. or German or something like that, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a way to learn how to say turn right in that, Chinese. That's better than Rosetta Stone. It's yeah. Be- well, it's a limited limited vocabulary. <laughs> okay, there's one more story I have for you, okay? And uh a Swiss van driver. It's interesting. These are a lot of European issues with GPS. Yeah, American drivers are much better at GPS. Oh, yeah. A Swiss van driver and his vehicle had to be rescued by helicopter after his satellite navigational system sent him up a remote mountain footpath. Driver Robert Ziegler, 37 years of age, found himself stranded near the peak at Bergen, Switzerland, unable to go forward or turn around to go back the way he came. So rescue workers scrambled a heavy-lifting helicopter to carry the van and its driver back to safety after he dialed for help on his mobile phone. I was lost, and I kept hoping that each little turn would get me back to the main road. In the end, it told me to turn around, but of course I couldn't by then. You know, the, the moral of this story is, Tommy, you know, common sense is better than the best GPS system. Got that right. You know. <laughs> and a good so map anyway. is better than everything. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why we need folks like Tommy Jordan doing his work at the University of Georgia to make sure we can get to where we need to go. And when we get there, we know what it's all about. Yeah, and hopefully with enough sense to know that if you're going 900 miles out of your way, that maybe you made a wrong turn or maybe you typed in the address wrong. Well, you know what I think? This is, my, this is my idea, Tommy. I think on our GPS systems there needs to be a button if you want to hear the history about an area, you know, once you get there, just hit the button, and then you can have Tommy Jordan's voice saying, you know, this was founded in 1832. I'm right. sure that XM is going to have that option <laughs> soon, you know. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, Tommy, you know, this was a pretty mellow, crazy world segment, but you survived it. So well, thank you. <laughs> we'll be back uh, in just a minute with more music by Tommy Jordan. You must be your fairy godmother. Cinderella's dream comes true because the glass slipper fits. It fits. In our world, the right fit can be just as important, especially when it comes to car seats. Always choose a car seat that's the right fit for your child's age and size to make sure your little pumpkin gets there safely every time. Hop in, dear. Thank you. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. This message has been brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in to Sounds of Jazz with me, Mark Dove, every Saturday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on 89.1 WBCX, the voice of Brunel. You'll hear jazz legends such as Dexter Gordon, Miles Davis, and Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, but we also feature up-and-coming keepers of the flame and unsung heroes you may not be familiar with. You'll hear about all the great jazz events happening in our own backyard. That's right. Jazz is flourishing in the North Georgia area like never before, and you'll get all the info right here. So tune in and tell your friends we're swinging on Saturdays from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sounds of Jazz on 89.1 WBCX, the voice of Brunel. Well, folks, welcome back to the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. This is Ralph Taylor, and I'm your host, and uh, where we are 
always on Mondays between 6 and 7, and I'm glad you're with me tonight. I wanted to remind everyone that we have a Facebook page, and I'd invite you to come over and like the Facebook page to keep in mind all of our goings on there. And we also have a podcast site at podbean.com, like the vegetable. So you can either Google the Chattahoochee Folk Hour or go to Podbean, and you can find uh, our archive shows, and we'll have Tommy's show up there uh, here in the next couple of weeks. And tonight our, our special guest is Tommy Jordan. And Tommy, as we get into this next segment of the Folk Hour, I did want to uh, express my thanks to Donna Alverman, who is a mutual friend of ours. And Donna is a great lover and supporter of music. And uh, and she uh, recommended that I get in touch with you. And I just wanted to say thank you to Donna for, for making that happen. Well, I want to uh, thank Donna, too. She's uh, part of our Folk Festival Planning Committee. And um, she emailed me and... Uh, and said, "Hey, I hope you don't mind. I talked to Ralph <laughs> and, uh, and suggested suggested you to uh, to be uh, suggested me, I guess, to be on the on the show. And Absolutely. then you contacted me, and I I thought, well, cool, you yeah. know. And uh, but she's been a great addition to the, the festival, and she's works at the university with me, and uh, she's been worked with a number of my friends, many of whom are musicians, which is interesting too. And yeah, yeah. So that's good." Tommy, as, as we get into this segment, uh, we we, uh, we were talking about folk music in general, mm-hmm. and uh, and you, you said some interesting words, you, and I would sh- share that with our audience about what folk music is all about. It's not about the music necessarily. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, golly, you know, the thing I, I said earlier in this, in the interview, I said I evolved into old-time music, and, and folk music is in there, too, and because what's happened to me, at least, is... I've become a, to appreciate the social aspects of this music. And yeah. one of the things that we can do with this music that you can't do with rock music is you can you can share the music with other people and you can play with other people. And um and you can play with two people or you can play with 20 people and it doesn't matter. And there's a common repertoire. There's, you know, everybody knows Freight Train, you yeah. know. So I can play Freight Train and everybody can sing along, and it's a great song. You know, it, I never get tired of it. I right. never get tired of it. And there's a whole repertoire like that in the in the old time repertoire is fiddle tunes. And so there's there's a hundred fiddle tunes. There's five hundred fiddle. There's a thousands of fiddle tunes. Fifty of which, any fifty of which, anybody you sit down with can play. And right. so there's this right. social thing that you don't get from from rock or jazz or even bluegrass because bluegrass. Is, is such a virtuosic, virtuostic, virtuoso, anyway, whatever the word is, yeah. you know, you got to be a great player to play great bluegrass. And mm-hmm. there's only room for one guitar player and one fiddler and one dobro player and one mandolin player and one banjo player. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. And then you swap solos around. With old time music, everybody plays together. Yeah. And that you can take solos, you can improvise. There's lots of room for that. But Everybody's playing together, and so it's just mutually support society, mutual yeah. support society. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It was a be- it's a beautiful way you described that, and it, uh, thank you for sharing that. Sure. Okay, man, let's tee up some music. All right. Well, I was, uh, I'm liking the way this guitar is sounding tonight, and uh, I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> that's pretty. No doubt. So um, one of my guitar heroes is a, is a guitar player out of Nashville named Russ Berenberg. And he's, uh, he's written a couple of tunes that I learned. One is called Little Monk, and the other is Here on Earth. And I'm just going to play a little bit of each one of those things uh, as instrumentals. And uh, 
just so that I can listen to this. I'm going to be selfish for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Guitar, okay. Tommy Jordan here <clears throat> on the Folk Hour. Nice choice, Tommy. Thank you. Wow. Wow, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Real yeah. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty. That is fantastic. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Tommy, let's talk a little bit about something that uh, I love, and that's called contradancing. Oh, right. You know, folks uh, folks may not be familiar with that term. We're not talking about a political statement here. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're in Nicaragua. I yeah. Guess, or under. <laughs> that's right. But, tell folks a little bit about what contradancing is. Oh, contradancing is, you know, it's like old-time music. It's a social form of dancing. Uh, it's old. I mean, it's, it's. Uh, I don't know where it started. I think of it as being from New England, but it probably, 
uh, I don't even know, and, and and the people who know more about it than me are going to flog me for it. But <laughs> but you know, it's just a wonderful people. You you dance in a line. It's like a square dance. I mean, if you think of it, the music it looks kind of like square dancing. So there's a caller, and you do dosy dos and swing your partners and stuff like that, and alamans and a lot of the same moves that you might do in a square dance, but you're doing them in a line, and it's progressive. So you're moving down the line from one end of the hall to the next. And you and in the course of that, you dance with everybody. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and you're encouraged to find a different partner for each dance, and each dance is different. They start with uh, typically they'll start with uh, a lesson that'll run you through the dance once or twice, depending on how complex it is, and then the first go rounds are fairly chaotic, and uh, but then it smooths out, and the math gets figured out, and the moves get figured out, and and. Uh, and, and then it gets beautiful. Uh, the music is typically, it's instrumental music, and it might be, in some traditions, in the New England tradition, there might be a piano and a fiddle and a, a mandolin or a guitar or something like that. Um, in the Southern tradition, uh, you might do banjo and fiddle and guitar and bass. Uh, Sometimes there's a flute in there. Uh, it just depends on the you know, the musicians around and we do pickup bands and we do established bands and it's it's quite nice. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's such an extension of, as we were talking about the concept of community, mm-hmm. folk music being community music, mm-hmm. it's just a natural extension that we have community dance with community music. Yeah. And uh, a part of what I think is magical about contra dancing is, as you, as you uh, alluded to, you don't have to be a 10th degree square dancer to enjoy contra dancing. You can... Come to a contra dance without any experience, and you'll learn the dances, and you'll meet some great people. And and hopefully you'll come back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is the big deal. But, you know, in Athens, again, the Athens Folk Music and Dance Society, um, we, we sponsor one dance every third Saturday of the month. And then there's a second contra dance. Um, run by a different group, but but frequented by the same denizens of the dance. Uh, that's the first Saturday of the month. And so we have... You know, maybe not as many opportunities as a lot of people. Atlanta has a couple of dances a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sauté has a dance. Uh, my band will play at at any of these. In fact, we're playing on September sixth. I think String Theory is playing at the at one of the dances, uh, Lay Park uh, in Athens, and then we just got uh, the February dance in in Sauté up in North Georgia. They, they book farther ahead <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but, but you know i mean it's a fun it's a fun gig it's i think it was being one of my favorite things to do really. yeah yeah if folks are interested in contra dancing as tommy was was speaking uh there is certainly the athens group and and their 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 website you can get there at athensfolk.org right and uh there's also the Sauté nakuchi center up uh, in north georgia there's also the John C. Campbell Folk School. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and, of course, then you have some resources in Atlanta. So uh, you can Google that and find out more information if you're interested. So it's definitely a fun way to spend a Friday or Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Well, Tommy, let's keep some music going here. Are you going to pull out the banjo tonight? I could, yeah. Want me to? Um, would you? I was wondering if you might want to play, yeah, uh, play I, that Sweet Sunny South song with me. Yeah, I'd be delighted to. We... Uh, We've got time for a couple more tunes, but I wanted to make sure we get that in. And while, while you're getting the banjo set up, Tommy, tell folks where they can find you on the Internet. Um, well, you can find me on at, well, mostly, I guess, TommyJordan.com. Yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> you know, I got my own, um, my own uh, website that 
I, I don't know what you call it, but you know, a, a vanity website, I guess. But 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 I do host, you know, a lot of music. There's a lot of music there. My song, I collect songs too. I collect uh, hundreds of songs, and so I put all my web, all my songs are on there. There's no chords. Sorry, people. I got the music <laughs> in my head. Uh, yeah. But um, but and there's music and recordings and and links to my bands. Uh, I've got. Uh, string-theory.net goes to String Theory. Mr. Jordan, Mr. Tonk, Jordan, Mr. Tonks.com goes to the other band. Um, you know, there's a, I have actually a pretty broad web presence. I yeah, think. you really yeah. do. It's a nice <laughs> site. Okay, well, what part are we going to be getting into here? We're going to play uh, Sweet Sunny South in the key of G. Okay. And as they say about banjo, it's uh, just another word for out of tune. <laughs> And this is, uh, I'm pretty close to that. Are you going to, you got your G harp? I am. I'm going to pull out my G harp. I'm going to get you, let you get into the song. I'm going to okay. get you set up on the system here. All right. Then I'll good. jump in. Okay. All right. Well, I'm playing a beautiful banjo that y'all out there, I'm sure, can see. It's inlaid with uh, <laughs> with with stars and planets. And uh, it's, it's by a company called Ohm in, Cal- in Colorado. And I love it. It's a beautiful instrument. Tommy, you were playing the claw hammer style of banjo. Yeah. For the folks out there that may know the the Scruggs style is what you really think about the Beverly Hillbillies tune and, and flattened Scruggs, but uh, the claw hammer is is truly an old time method of playing banjo. It is. It is. 
Well, that sounds so, terrific. Well, the, the thing I like about it is that you can do the melody and the rhythm and the chords all on the same instrument. It's a good, it's a really nice solo, solo thing. I went down to Brazil a few years ago, and I was working on a bunch of ranches back in the backcountry, and I brought my banjo with me, and they'd never seen a banjo. And I didn't speak Portuguese. We had Portuguese-speaking people. But we'd go up to a, a place where, and I'd bring out the banjo, and... Uh, and it was just like instantaneous passport, you know. It was just like so it's a universal, universal instrument. It yeah. really is amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's great, Tommy. We're getting close to the top of the hour, and I wanted to find out what direction you wanted to go. I think we'll have time for one more tune. Okay. Um, well, we could do another banjo tune, or we could do another one on guitar with you if you'd like to play harmonica again. Yeah, sure. Would that be good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, reach over here and get this thing. There's a song that I like to play. It's uh, it's one I actually learned from from Pat Shields. I don't know if you uh, have ever had the uh, the Georgia Mudcats on your show. Not yet. We're, we're hoping. Well, yeah. you ought to do it because they're mighty fine. They are. They are mighty fine. And uh, I heard I heard Pat Shields, who's the guitar player in that band, play this song, and uh, and it just kind of stuck with me. And uh, and so I learned it, and we play it in string theory now, and I. Play it whenever I get a chance, frankly. It's called Lazy John. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Tommy, why don't you get started playing the tune? Okay. And I'll go and do our closing comments, and then we'll close out the show with our tune. How about and that? Do you want do you want instrumental, or do you want singing while you talk? Uh, just, just do an instrumental while I talk, and then we'll get into the singing. Fair How about enough. that? Sure. Well, folks, uh, this is Ralph Taylor, host of the Chattahoochee Folk Hour, and I'm just uh, so glad you've been with me this uh, past hour with Tommy Jordan, uh, who's a real treasure. Um, he's a real part of the folk music scene, uh, not over, only in Athens, but certainly all around the state, and uh, it really shows you that folk music is community music, and uh, that's what it's all about, folks. So I hope you have a great week ahead. I hope your circles remain unbroken, and remember, every life is a song. Every life is a song we're singing. Now here's Tommy Jordan. Lazy John, Lazy John, why don't you get your day's work all done? You're in the shade and I'm in the sun. Why don't you get away, Lazy John? Work all week in the noonday sun. Fifteen cents when Saturday comes. Going to the dance to have some fun. Why don't you get away, Lazy John? Lazy John, Lazy John. Why don't you get your day's work all done? You're in the shade and I'm in the sun. Why don't you get away, Lazy John? Why don't you get away, Lazy John? Lazy John, 
you get your day's work all done? You're in the shade and I'm in the sun. Why don't you get away, Lazy John? Mighty fine, Tommy. Mighty fine.